coming up next on Chamber Amplified. We now have a better sense of what aptitudes students have and what careers are valued or what, yeah, what careers value those aptitudes. So if I get something from Whirlpool, I can share that with specific students that would likely be interested or have the aptitudes for the for that career. And then I think that makes it more relevant and we're not bombarding students with everything. Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we examine issues impacting the local business community from employee recruitment and retention, marketing, IT issues. It's really anything that can be impacting your business. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. So chances are, if you're running a business, you've done some hiring over the past few years, which means you've been fighting that uphill battle to get the right employees. But what if you had a pipeline of potential employees already on hand when you actually need to hire someone? That's what we're talking about today. We'll be joined by Brian Brott. Brian works in career development and advancement at Van Buren Schools. And we're going to be talking about how you can not only get area students interested in your business, but how you can actively foster that interest and create a roster of potential employees down the line and how that pays off. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review the show there. It really does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. One of the things we really like to talk about on the podcast here is your workforce development. We like to talk about employee recruitment and retention. Those two go hand in hand. And how to introduce people to an opportunity kind of caught my eye recently. You work specifically with this at Van Buren, uh, and uh, and I think you guys have had a lot of success with this. Let's just talk a little bit first about your role and, and how you're able to introduce different career opportunities to students at Van Buren. So, yeah, this is my third year as career advisor at Van Buren, and a majority of my day is spent on career advising and trying to connect students to career opportunities. So, for example, right now we're preparing for a big event on November 7th where we're going to have every student in the high school doing something career related. Mm -hmm. So our freshmen, they're going to be doing their U-Science brain games and some other career development activities. Sophomores are all going to be out on a sophomore shadow day. Juniors are going to be doing the practice ACT, and then we're going to be doing a LinkedIn workshop in the afternoon where they have the opportunity to create LinkedIn profiles so they can start connecting with Van Buren graduates and others who are, might be in fields that interest them. And then our seniors have three chances uh, on November or three opportunities on November 7th. Uh, they can either do a job shadow, they can do a college visit, or I'm going to be taking a group of students around to three different local businesses to expose them to what those businesses do. And if someday, whether right after high school or down the road, they'd be interested in working for one of those places, they have a much better idea of what those businesses do and what skills they need for the people that are working there. So ultimately, I'm just trying to help kids understand that there is so much opportunity out there in the world uh, if they if students want to go earn a four year degree, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of opportunities there. But there are also a lot of opportunities that require an associate's degree uh, that require on the job training, such as an apprenticeship certifications, so many different opportunities. None of them should ever feel like 
it's it's four year degree or bust because it is so much more than that in today's world and that's really what I'm trying to expose them to. It really, I don't know if it feels like the field has changed for you. Maybe the tools have just changed. Certainly, counselors and and, and people in your role have always tried to guide kids to you know the best path that they that they think are there for them. But it really seems like a more detailed and in depth venture now than perhaps when you and I were in school. I I agree. Uh, when I was in school, and I will admit in my first probably 18 years as a teacher, I was one of those college or bus people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think my belief always was, and my parents instilled in me, hey, you're going to go to college. It was never an option. You're going to go. It's what it takes to be successful. And I think I continued to push that on students for a long time until the last six or eight years here, as I've started to realize, you know, there are so many opportunities. And it just oftentimes felt like, you know, going to college was being in the club. And if you didn't go, you weren't in the club. Right. And you were somehow, you know, an out, not maybe not an outcast, but you weren't going to be as successful in life. And now we see people and, and I mean, long before this, you know, I was at an apprenticeship um, meeting up in Rossford yesterday, and they were talking about how someone who goes through their four-year apprenticeship program in the fifth year working basically a 40-hour week, that person is likely to make $85,000 a year, which I told my students, you know, I'm in my 26th year of teaching. You'd be making more in your fifth year than I'm making in my 26th year. (laughs) And you didn't pay for college or any of the training was paid for by the apprenticeship. And then you are making an outstanding salary that is probably going to go nowhere but up. So I think just understanding that there are so many opportunities out there, kids really need to recognize that, yes, you might need to go to college. I want my doctors to have 8, 10, 12 years of education before they're working on me. Uh, I want my plumbers to have Mm -hmm. four or five years of apprenticeship before they're working on my house. But there's not one path that equals success for everyone. There are a lot of paths that equal success for people. People just need to get experience and figure out what their path is so they can start pursuing that. I just want my plumbers to not be me watching a YouTube video on repeat, trying <laughs> to figure it out. So that's uh, that's helpful. So we've talked a little bit about uh, how your aims to expose kids to opportunities. What I want to do is reverse engineer it a little bit because every business that we know is looking for someone in some way, shape, or form. How do area businesses get in front of today's kids to let them know about the opportunities that are there, whether it be for a part-time job or for a career when they're out of high school? You know, I think it starts with communicating with the schools. And I know that sometimes is difficult because the employers don't know who they need to connect with at the school. Mm -hmm. So, for example, again, yesterday, the apprenticeship opportunity, I only learned about that opportunity to go visit there through Susan Allen at Liberty Benton High School, uh, because she shared that with myself and Molly Hostler at Corey Rawson. We're all doing the same basic job. And she shared that. And we went up there yesterday and, and the guy said, hey, I sent it to every school. You just never know whose desk it's going to end up on and will it get to the right person. So I would encourage businesses, uh, if you're going to reach out to schools, go on the school website, 
uh, or call the school mm -hmm. and ask specifically, who should I contact? What's that person's email address? What's that person's phone number? And then focus on that person specifically because you never know if it's going to get to the right person otherwise. I'd also encourage businesses, if you ever have open houses, uh, to let the schools know that. Uh, Whirlpool had an open house last Wednesday, and there were, I think, four or five schools represented there. They actually gave away a free dishwasher yeah. that a Finley High School student won. Uh, so that was kind I'm of sure cool. his parents were Their parents were probably pretty excited about that. Right, right. I would have been, man. It's a great <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, so having those open houses, communicating that to schools so that we can then get it out to students. One of the nice things with you, Science, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. is we now have a better sense of what aptitudes students have and what careers are valued or what, yeah, what careers value those aptitudes. So if I get something from Whirlpool, I can share that with specific students that would likely be interested or have the aptitudes for, the, for that career. And then I think that makes it more relevant and we're not bombarding students with everything. We're focusing what we're sending to students based on those aptitudes. And I think that can help students from getting overwhelmed and feeling like there's too many opportunities. Now they're able to focus on those that might really be meaningful to them. Yeah, we'll come back to you, Science, here in just a second. But I, I, I do want to focus a little bit on working with uh, with younger or kids coming into the workforce or younger adults or older, however you want to phrase it. You've heard it. I've heard it. We've all heard it. The, the, you know, the quote unquote, young people don't want to work. And I always try and push back on that a little bit. One, if that's the case, then we might as well close everything up and, and be done with it. That's that's fairly defeatist. Uh, but two, I, I don't know it's the case. And I've talked to several people on this subject that it's just every generation works different. And we have a very large generation entering the workforce now that works differently than when we started in the workforce. And it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough transition, but one that we need to learn how to make. Right. What, what would, what would your advice be to businesses if they're maybe they've been burnt by uh, younger employees or, or maybe they just haven't really dipped into the younger employee side of the pool? What would your advice be? Well, I think the big thing with, a lot of today's students and the younger people going into the workforce, they lack experience. And I think part of that is they've grown up in this generation where I feel like we've, we've had, we felt like we've had to protect them. And there's a lot of things out in the world that are obviously scary, mm -hmm. but I think there's times where we just need to, to push them, give them the opportunity to get the experience. I had a student, who came into my office yesterday. He was a sophomore trying to get a shadow day set up. And I said, okay, let's call this place. He's like, you want me to call them? I said, yes, I want you to call them and actually talk to them. And he did, and he did a great job. I just think as, as uh, confident as these students seem, I don't think they're as confident as they let on to be. And I think we need to give them experiences so that they actually do these things and realize, hey, I can do this to build that confidence and help them recognize that they do have the skills to do these things. Or if they don't yet have the skills, they are capable of learning them. And I think too many of them put on a good front, but in reality, just aren't very confident in themselves. 
It's very interesting. We've uh, we've talked about it a couple of times, or we've mentioned it a couple of times. U science is a way to help area employers get in front of uh, people coming into the workforce that have aptitudes that they are looking for. That aptitude part of the equation uh, is is really interesting because we're not ta- necessarily talking about interest. It's certainly part of the U science formula, but not the be all end all. And that seems to be a departure from how we used to try and do this. Yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot more to choosing a career than just having interest mm-hmm. because I have always been interested in Major League Baseball. <laughs> I would love to play for the Cleveland Guardians. I have all the interest in the world, but I do not have the aptitudes to do that. So the idea of looking at the aptitudes, helping students, number one, get to learn, get to know themselves better so that they know who they are, what their skills are, and then connecting them with businesses that value those skills uh, and those career clusters that are connected with those businesses so students can go in and be successful and be confident going in because they know that they can do these things. So, you know, with U-Science, there is the opportunity for businesses to get their businesses in there and then students can Uh, filter those by career cluster. So if they know that education and training is the career cluster that really interests them, they can filter by that and they can see what local businesses uh, offer careers related to education and training. And now they can start exploring those. And that might be exploring through a job shadow. Uh, We have Beyond VB internship program where we try to get juniors and seniors out into the workforce for at least 60 hours to get that experience so they can make more informed decisions Mm -hmm. about their post high school lives. So U science is a great way for businesses and education to connect, to provide students with these opportunities and the knowledge of what the opportunities are. Yeah. It's a program I'm really excited about. We know Van Buren's been using it. We know area schools are starting, other area schools are starting to use it now as well. So that helps kind of fill in the, the future workforce pipeline uh, that we're all trying to fill, but adults can sign up and, and do the U science program just as easily. Maybe if they're looking to change careers or something like that. So uh, it's a great tool for that. And then on the business side of things at the chamber, we're, we're working to get area businesses signed up on it. Uh, there's a, a free platform part of it that uh, we can help you get signed up for. And uh, if, if you're interested as a business, I'd be happy to uh, get you the information. In fact, we'll put the link on how you can just sign your business up uh, in the, the show notes for today's show. Uh, I am curious, just uh, use case, how have you seen it work as uh, you guys have a little bit more experience uh, with it so far? Yeah, you know, I, I think students are getting to, are understanding themselves better. You know, there is an aspect on there where based on their performance on the aptitudes assessment, it identifies statements that they can use on job applications, resumes, and saying things about the students that when the students read those I, those items, they say, oh, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. But the student probably wouldn't have produced that on his or her own. So I think it's really useful as they're starting to apply to jobs and create resumes, they can better represent themselves. And I think that's going to help the businesses because when they get a more clear representation of who the potential employee is, they can make better decisions about who they interview and who they hire. It's uh, we're going into about the third year now of uh, of 
just being in a situation where there seems to be more jobs available than there are, are workers. Uh, but for me, it's an exciting time. Now, granted, I'm not the one doing hiring right now, so maybe it's a little bit easier for me to be excited. But I just feel like a challenge like this always produces creative and interesting results. I feel like U-Science is one of those creative programs that can help do that. But when we come out of this, I think we're going to have a whole different knowledge base on how to att attract and recruit talent, how to hang on to them for, for even longer. Uh, and it's just, you know, you have to go through that challenging process. And, and I, I think that you've had some great advice for businesses on how to at least address it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I think COVID obviously was bad, but it did change a lot of things. And I think like you said, with the shortages in employees, I think it's made schools start to focus mm -hmm. more on how can we make sure our students are not only prepared for college, but are prepared for the workforce. And whether that is they're taking a gap year because they want to save money and avoid student loan debt and make, make some money before they go to college, or whether that is exploring uh, a different opportunity, whether it's directly into employment, apprenticeship, et cetera. I think all of those things we're recognizing, we need everybody in this world. Everyone is important. It does not matter what the career is. Mm -hmm. There's a time and place where we need everything and we need to make sure that people are going into those career fields and they should absolutely feel valued because they are absolutely important. Brian, if people want to catch up with you, learn a little bit more about what you're doing at Van Buren or just get your thoughts on uh, on workforce development and getting students interested in careers or getting opportunities in front of students, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, I, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, so you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also follow Van Buren Schools Career Development and Advancement. Uh, that's the page on LinkedIn where I've connected with a lot of Van Buren graduates and try to connect them with current students so that those current students can learn from them. And uh, my career advising webpage on our Van Buren Schools webpage, it, you can get to it easily by going to bit.ly slash VB Learn More. And that's a capital V, capital B, capital L, and capital M on VB Learn More. So those are all great ways to see what we're doing here. Excellent. Well, Brian, we appreciate your time this afternoon and thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Thanks again to Brian for joining us on the program. Certainly developing a pipeline of employees does take work and it might not solve your immediate hiring needs. We certainly are aware of that. But the return on investment of your time could pay dividends. Employees who have aligned skill sets with you are going to be more fulfilled and then less likely to leave in the future. Plus, if a kid learns that they don't like the field as much as they thought they would, well, you might save yourself a headache down the road when they go to apply for jobs and realize they don't actually want to work for you. That'll do it for this week's episode. If you're looking for more highlights of our Small Business Award winners this year, those will be returning next week. We have some schedule conflicts, but we have the next set of interviews already lined up for that. So be sure to keep subscribed to Chamber Amplified so you're up to date on those as well. Of course, if you have any ideas for future episodes of Chamber Amplified or other subjects that we should cover, you can email me anytime. djenkins at finlayhancockchamber.com is the best way to get in touch with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.